everyone. Welcome to the Light Gate. Happy Monday. We have a wonderful show tonight. Uh, we are coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana, at the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. We are on Roku. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube and many other platforms. We have a really cool show tonight. Um, it is uh, with a great person. Uh, Preston's been on our show before and I've had communications with her. She's a great gal and I can't wait for it to get started. So I'm handing it over to Preston. <laughs> Thanks, Dolly. Thanks very much. You are all watching The Light Gate. And this is our episode 28. Eight, I believe, if I've got it counted correctly. I'm your host, Preston Dennett, author and experiencer to a degree, not as much as my lovely co-host, Dolly Safran, who's the subject of my book, Symmetry. She is, of course, a fully conscious contactee since age 14. And yeah, I'm super excited our, about our guest because, boy, does she have some amazing experiences to share. She's got a number of books under her belt. She's done a lot of speaking. She's a podcast. Well, I'm jumping ahead. First, I want to say hi to all our lovely people in chat. And thanks very much for showing up. And happy birthday, Brian. That happy is birthday, Brian. Awesome. Another solar revolution is always something to celebrate. I want to say hi to all you other folks because we truly appreciate you showing up each week to hear our lovely guests. So hi to Kayleen White and Scarlet Fire. And hey, here's Michael Kennedy. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kylie. <laughs> and of course, Amadeus Schiffer. Schiffer. You're going to have to tell me how to pronounce that. I think it's Schiffer, but I don't know. Ah, Louise, nice to see you. Hope you're doing well. We just connected as friends on Facebook just shortly. Namaste. Thank you. Yes, I am looking forward to hearing our guest because where do you hear all the experiences she's had? And I know Dolly already brought this up, but thank you. Namaste. All super chat donations are truly welcome. I'm working very hard to improve our show and all the production quality and all the things that go into it. It's a lot of work. I, I did a show many years ago, 20 years ago, and had to give it up because it was so much work. But now with Dolly's help and a producer, we're getting along. We're having fun. Okay, who else do we have here? Janice Connett, always nice to see you here. More birthday wishes for you, Brian. Who else? Dana Matthews. Ah, rat food. Thanks for being here with us. <laughs> Your moniker always makes me laugh. It makes me smile. <laughs> yes, we're going to have a fun show tonight. What else do we have here? Let's see. Lunar Dove, I think I already brought you up, but yay. If I didn't, hello. Hello, Susan. Always nice to have you here. Susan, of course, being a prior guest and a chapter in my book, Humanoids and High Strangeness. A little shameless plug. Um, hello, Lynn Smith. I hope you're having a good evening as well. Ah, Mark. Mark's Shed Talk, all the way from Australia. Awesome. Hope you're doing well down under. What else? Or who else do we have here? Real Badger. Thanks for showing up. Terry D. 
Oh my gosh, it's Ivan. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Ivan. <laughs> so glad to see you. We're going to get you on the show one way or another, Ivan. <laughs> Hello, Christopher. Ah, Ruth Kleiber. Thanks for joining us. Terry D., thank you so much. Very generous of you. Okay, I better get started pretty soon here. Hi, Doxy. So happy that you could join us today. Ah, Roy Patterson from Mexico. I love how this subject brings people together from all over the world. It's just such a nice feeling. Who else we have? Oh, Insect. I'm not sure I've seen you here before. Thank you very much. Very cool. Zach, <laughs> Prest and Bennett. I love it. <laughs> and wait, who's this? Oh, that's Dolly. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Dolly. <laughs> and Charlie Newton. All right, you guys, I'm, I have to get started. I could say hi to you guys forever, but thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. But let's get to our guest. And she sent me a very impressive bio. I'm going to try to read it, but it's quite long. She's very accomplished. So I might just skip some and get directly to her. But tonight, we are very pleased to welcome experiencer, intuitive researcher, podcaster, and author, Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz. She is no stranger to experiencing unseen energy and has sensed unexplained paranormal and extraterrestrial phenomena since at least the age of nine, with her abilities beginning much earlier, around age three or four. And get this, she has encountered more than 100 paranormal events and at least three to four EP visitations, and it's ongoing. Uh, she holds five advanced degrees, clearly seeking knowledge about what is going on. The author of 11, count them, 11 paranormal books, two series haunted cookbooks, CD audiobook, Maynard and Mildred, all have been featured in Paranormal Paranormality Magazine, Haunted Magazine, and was actually the cover feature or Paranormal Underground Magazine in the January 2023 issue. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations, Kelly. That's very cool. Yes, she's a sens sensitive, intuitive, telepathic, and psychokinetic empath and began having psychic visions and premonitions of traumatic events at age four, as we shall see. And between age 9 and 17, experienced paranormal activity in her grandparents' home in prior mid-30s, was psychically attacked, no one physically attacked by an unseen force in this home. And in her 30s, her enthusiasm for investigating haunted properties became an obsession that unknowingly brought home with her attachments and poltergeist activity. This is something ghost hunters learn sooner or later. <laughs> it's called the hitchhiker effect. And yes, it is real. But by her 40s, Kelly photographed two apparitions, which can be clearly seen in a screened window of her paternal grandparents' home. So we have some photographs she brought, which we'll be showing you, and some really wonderful images that she's provided. At age 40, 50, increased poltergeist activity and aggressive touching by un- seen horses began in and outside of her home. And this took quite a few different 
despite some manifestations. And later, she discovered a dark, blood-red handprint on her body with elongated crooked fingers. So we'll get into that. Um, underwent all kinds of interesting experiences of attachment removal and past life regression to determine the causes of all of this. So let's see. What else can I say here? She has accurately predicted sports plays and won jackpots in casinos. Has done telekinesis. She's the host and producer of the TV talk show Disembodied Voices, as seen on Paraflix, the video on demand, demand streaming network. She also hosts and produces a highly ranked paranormal show called Paranormal Encounters Podcast Series which is heard worldwide on various platforms and on Para-X Radio Network, which I believe is where I met her. She was exclusively invited as media to interview the entire cast of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Wow, that is an honor. At the Phenomenicon conference in September 2022, of course, in Utah. Kelly is an educator, a voice actor, a storyteller, a personality interviewer, podcast TV talk show host, producer, photographer, artist, writer, conference speaker, cottage baker, and creator. I'm telling you, this is quite an impressive resume. Yeah. Really, it's amazing, Kelly, how much you have done. A former college professor and litigation paralegal with undercover, undercover investigations. She remains a lifelong citizen researcher and contributor and learner of life focusing on the unexplained. Her popular podcast, TV show theme, sends a message about delving into the unexplained, which is, quote, be careful what you wish for. It's very good advice, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Her husband are the voice actor creators of Maynard and Mildred, a 22-segment audiobook. Kelly, again, is the creator of several cookbooks, including Taste of the Midwest series, Ghoulishly Yummy, and hauntingly good eats and actually have one of her books right here so yeah definitely lots of books for you guys to check out but let's just bring her on because i am wasting time when we have such a good guest <laughs> hi kelly thanks so much nice to meet and see both of you again and oh by the way preston you can add one more thing to it I have just written, and it is published already, a whodunit murder mystery book. Oh, yeah. wow. So uh, that one turned everybody on their ear because no one ever expected that to come out of me. So <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let me see. What's it titled? What's it called? Um, let's see. Oh, Something Smells. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, Who Done It Mysteries, and uh, believe me, it shocked everybody that I even wrote such a book, including wow. myself. So let's just say I was channeled. Let's just go that route. <laughs> put it into my mind and channeled oh, yeah. it for me. Okay. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm so glad you sent us this little outline that we can kind of follow to explore your experiences, uh, which was a good idea because you do have a lot to share. <laughs> We would be all over the map, and I I love that you sent these images as well. So that's always fun. But not everyone I know out there can see, but that's all right. We'll explain everything as best as we can. 
but I'm glad you started at an early age because this is always how I like to start the show is asking the guest, you know, how did this all start for you? <laughs> when did your mm -hmm. paranormal experiences begin and how did you get into this? Mm -hmm. And for you, it began with psychic visions at age four. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. And actually I had talked with a, um, I had a psychic on my show uh, a, a while back and we were kind of discussing this a little bit more. And she believes that I actually started or had um, situations occur to me already at the age of two. And so my recollection from my perspective is that things were going on around age three, four, five. And um, it all kind of began with um, my having dream visions. And I would be dreaming of these terrible um, things happening, such as um, airplane crashes or people having um, assassinations and stuff like that. And then the next day, and I don't know if you've got that picture, but to describe this to everybody, yep, there it is. For those of you who, who cannot see this right now, I'm gonna describe it to you. So imagine a little girl having these dreams at the age of four or five, and then basically going out to your living room where back in my day, it was a black and white box television. And then all of a sudden seeing the exact same thing that I had just dreamt about on television. Now this went on for a little bit of, of a period of time. And eventually I started thinking that I was the one causing these events because it was getting too um, coincidental. But there's a very important thing that I want you guys to remember as we go through this interview tonight. This situation right here has modeled my life throughout. And as we go through the interview, you'll understand. And I'll try to remember to bring you back to this moment. But that's where it all began. Wow. Oh my I'm going to be nosy. How old are you? Oh, my goodness. Is <laughs> It's Dolly, my God. Is my <laughs> not working that well? Um, I am 62. Okay, I'm a little <laughs> bit older than you. I'm 65. Okay. So I know what you're talking about now. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you bringing this up because of the box television? That's a little box TV, yeah. Yeah. Same TV, yeah. Well, I've had a number of precognitive dreams myself. Not that early, but you know, I had a big psychic awakening around age 19 or 20 yeah. and started having all these precognitive dreams. So I know exactly how it feels yeah. when you wake up in the morning and you turn on the TV and you see your dream on TV. Yeah. And for me, it often was on TV for some weird reason. I guess I watch too much TV, <laughs> but sometimes I would go to work and it'd be a person's haircut or a gift or someone coming over or usually tragedies. Not yeah. always. So, I mean, how does it feel when you see something that you dreamt about playing out in front of you in reality? Well, it's kind of weird, but, and I don't know if you have the ability at this point to jump to a picture that I'm going to describe to you in a second here, but um, I have had these occurrences go on all my life. And basically when I hear this stuff come out of the TV, I usually say to my husband, oh, isn't that weird? I was just thinking of that. Or isn't that weird? I was just dreaming of that. Or oh, isn't that weird? I just had that exact same thing happen to me. 
And so I don't know if you would call it a synchronicity or a coincidence or something unusual like that, but I had started to take note on, on all these little things and they're still happening to this day. So there is a connection there. And I don't know if electricity or electronics has anything to do with anything, but I'm telling you, there is something with that that mm -hmm. I'm now starting to make a very subtle connection with. So give you a heads up. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm going wait, 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 wait. Can I can I brace myself? Yes. <laughs> okay. When okay. you're wide up, when you're wide open psychic and you're born that way, which you have your what you've told me, I know you have been. I'm yeah. same way. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear and feel everything around the entire planet. Yep. And when the minds of everybody start to go to something as it's happening, they spread yep. the message so fast. It's instantaneous, like light going around the planet. And it'll slam into me and I'll know what's going on as it's occurring. Yep. Um, it's happened to me multiple, multiple, multiple times. It's not really synchronicity. It's you're wide open in communication with everything and you're hearing it yeah. and feeling it at the same time. That's what's happening yeah. to you. And it's, it's a bolt when you realize it because there is nothing that won't uh, affect you literally. And the more you know that you're doing it, the more it widens you out. So prepare for that. That's what I mean by buckle up because once you make that connection from the conscious, your, you know, your, your consciousness and your, physical mind are linked up really, really well. And you've got a wide open circuit between the two. Um, you just hear everything, everything. People from the other side can walk up to you and talk to you, literally talk to you. It's um, dimensional beings can talk to you out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm in constant contact with Talata, my, my shipmate. Okay. And um, it, I don't even have to think about it. I just, you know, I, I think his name and talk to me and he will come and have a chat with me. It is uh, unbelievable ability. So you need to let somebody hook you up <laughs> and uh, check your brainwaves. I'm not kidding you. It would be an interesting to find out what I, it is, you know? Dolly, I've been wanting that actually for years. Um, and, and I've actually mentioned that for years. Like, right, it's not right now, but ever since I was 28, because I'm 62, um, I'm actually very uh, telepathic. And, um, and and right now I am um, having a very unusual experience with a gentleman who's 4,000 miles away from me, who is mm -hmm. technically my ex-boyfriend um, from several years ago. And I can literally sense him, feel mm -hmm. him. I know when he's thinking about me and I know all of that. And so I have been welcomed welcoming. And if anyone knows anyone that can they refer me to, I honestly, yes, Dolly, I have had, and I can hear things all the time, especially when I go into a casino. Yeah. Um, I have one. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not jump ahead. Okay, all right, we'll go back. <laughs> well, just one more thing about this, this, you know, seeing these events happening on TV. I mean, did you feel like uh, this was something you were causing or I mean? Yeah. I felt after it was like the third, fourth or fifth one where I kept saying all the time, even as a little kid, well, I'll be darned, you know, you know, look at that. That's I just dreamt that. And, but yeah. then all of a sudden I thought, oh, wait a minute, I'm probably causing this because it keeps happening. No, and you're so, hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely hearing it. Preston can do it, too. We'll sit and be watching something on television and he's like popping yep. what's coming before they even say it. He'll work um, on it. 
or I do it, or we know answers before they even come in on Jeopardy and stuff. It's like, oh my God. I can, I can predict sports plays. I predicted the last three Kentucky Derby winners. I have, I can, there's lots of things I can do that is like, is that, you know, it's interesting, but yes. Yeah, I'm really good at awards shows. You know, I can yeah, think I like, <laughs> that's a, for some reason I'm like this person's gonna win because I can kind of see him celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. Anything that's connected to you personally. I, I love animals. I would have a lot of precognitive dreams about animals in distress. Or yeah, the dog answers him. He'll psychically tell the dog what to do, and yeah. the dog will do it. <laughs> no, this is like yeah, look, you can do it. So that, that's something that continue. I mean, didn't stop at any point. You still have. It, it, the, the other day I had a, another guest that I interviewed on the show and we talked about um, invitation to your awakening, invitation to being, being awoken. And she said, this was what she said. She said, sometimes you just need to be invited. So I had started to sit and, and kind of think back and I thought, yeah, when I think about my life now, and to answer your question, I have been evolving. I feel I'm into many different types of twists and turns for quite a while now. Yeah. And it started out very simply. I didn't know if it was spiritual. Then I thought it went to paranormal. Then I think it went now to interdimensional slash extraterrestrial. And then I don't really know what I'm going through right now. I'm going through a different phase right now. But to answer your question, yes, it keeps evolving and things are absolutely amazing. So Very track cool. yourself, journal and track it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that idea. happens. Yep. Yeah. You call somebody, tell them, I think this is coming, you know, let's talk about it for 10 minutes. And then if it happens, you have you have witness and you journal it, you know, you just keep track of every time you target hit something correctly yeah. because it strengthens your ability when you do that. Because when you know you're doing it, it's like, oh, I'm doing this right. And yeah. it, the same feeling you get with it, you can reapply again and again and again, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I've been noticing that for a, a long time. And mm -hmm. there are days, though, when I kind of wanted to just slot, stop and slow down a little bit because I am also, and people, uh, those of you listening and those of you watching, if you are familiar with the term beacon, I am quite a beacon. Oh, yeah. no where I go, here yeah. they are. Right. I go, yeah. yep, doesn't matter where <laughs> I am. Here yeah. they come, and they're whispering in my ear. Now, if you if you said this to a counselor or someone, they'd probably put you on medication. Yeah, okay, yeah. and it's like, no, I'm not. I know better than to sit there and say that I can hear people in my head, but I can hear something talking to me in my head. And so I have people debating me. Oh, it's your intuition. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. I'm not quite sure when someone tells you, and I don't, mean to, don't want to get ahead here, Preston, because I know you're getting there, <laughs> but you know, the winning slot machines, um, I'm sorry, uh, where is that coming from? So, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. they, they admit a frequency you get when they're getting ready to deliver and you just know, you hear it. What yep. I'll tell you what happens. I know it's going to sound yeah. crazy. And I, Preston, I don't want to get ahead because I have a picture that you can show people, but um, it's uh, what happens is I go into a casino and I just stop for a moment and I say, and my husband will vouch for this, by the way, he watches me in action. He really does. And I said, just give me a minute. And I said, okay, I'm ready to be connected now. And that's what I say. I'm ready. 
I'm ready to find that winning machine. And so I literally hear, I know it sounds crazy, but it, it, this is what happens to me. I literally hear, uh, go forward, go left, go right. No, no, no. Turn around, go back and now sit down. This is what I always hear. And there, and if you can imagine someone looking a little nutty, um, I actually argue with myself sometimes. I'm not sitting there. That's a boring machine. You know, someone else can play that machine. Sit down. And so <laughs> it's like, okay, so I sit down and I kid you not, probably within the first, oh, maybe 50 spins. There we go. That's me, everyone. For those <laughs> of you who can't see these images, I hope you'll come back and watch this show because I've got a lot of images we're showing tonight. But that's me. And it's just like, there we go. Boom, bingo, done. It's a machine that's not necessarily my favorite. Um, yeah. It's just for some reason I'm electronically inclined to, I can open elevators too, by the way, without pressing the button, but that's another another segment here. But uh, yeah, something with electronics really connects with me. So it's amazing. Very interesting. All right. Well, let's move to age nine through 17 in your grandparents' home. Yeah. I think you started to learn you were clairaudient and psychic abilities. Yep. Yep. So, um, and I don't know if you can grab that picture of the one okay. in the kitchen. Yeah, um, give me but, a second. Yep. So I'll tell it as you go, as you're grabbing it. So I don't know about anyone else out there. Maybe you can relate to this. You go into what you think is a familiar home, some a place of love, and all of a sudden you're there by yourself and you feel kind of creeped out, okay? And you're sitting here going, why am I feeling anxious, stomach aches, stomach jabs? What is what is going on with me, okay? Well, I used to have to be um, go to my grandparents' house at a young age after school, and a lot of times they'd be out running errands. So I would try to lay down, take a nap, do something and turn the TV on just so I could um, uh, make noise so I didn't have to hear any house quirks or anything like that. There was one time when I thought they came home. So I woke up kind of groggy and I'm sure most of you can relate to how it feels when you're groggy. And I was walking towards the kitchen because I heard all this commotion going on in there. And I thought, how did I miss this? You know? And so the minute I got to the door frame, which for those of you watching the program, and again, I hope those of you listening will come back and watch this on YouTube. I'm showing it right now. You're standing in the doorway and there's absolutely nobody in the kitchen and it's gone dead silent. And one of the things that I learned about myself a long time ago was if things sound too dead silent, watch out because you're not necessarily necessarily by yourself. And so I picked that up as a cue of, oh my goodness, what's going on here? Something is crazy. Once again, the sweating, the stomach jab, the, everything that goes along with it. And so that's when I started to learn that I was actually clairaudient, which is the ability to hear what most people cannot hear. Right. And then my journey started to continue to like a flower unfold after that. Can anyone out there relate to what I'm talking about? I'm absolutely clear audience as well. I have all, I have all of it. Okay. Um, when I say wide open psychic, I got all of the abilities. And um, one, of the, one of the worst nights of my life, I used to live in Atlanta and uh, the North Avenue church has a shelter. And as a nurse, I would go down there. I volunteered um, twice a month because they needed a nurse on standby down there. And uh, sometimes I would make dinner too. I'd bring food, you know, and add in. 
And uh, we were all in, everybody had bed down for the night. It was very quiet. We went to the room where we all, all the volunteers sit and drink coffee and try to stay awake for the rest of the night. And all of a sudden this, uh, what could only be described as hellacious sounds yeah. started erupting in the room. And I'm looking at everybody and I'm thinking, do you hear that? And <laughs> one of them did. And he looked me dead in the face and said, what is that? And I said, I don't know. So we, we, we decided to be logical. We decided to check out the heaters. It was very cold at night. We checked out the air conditioning. We checked out for electrical, everything. I mean, we went all over the place in there looking for where that sound was coming from. And it was only coming from the center of that room. Mm -hmm. There was no other, nothing above our heads, no below us, nothing. Mm -hmm. We sat there for an hour listening to it. And I finally had enough. Yeah. And uh, I said, I don't care who you are, what you are, why you are. Mm -hmm. Take it home now. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need this in the room with us. We have people trying to sleep. <laughs> Stopped. And he went, oh, my God. And mm -hmm. I didn't go back for like a month after that. I was like, no, 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 no. This is a church. Something was trying to come in on us. You yeah. know, and uh, my point is this. When you're wide open psychic like this, yeah. sometimes negative things do come at you. And yeah. you to be ready to deal with it, you know, shut it down, move it out, get away, that kind of thing. That one creeped me completely out. I mean, I heard, I heard people screaming and writhing in pain, and it was thousands of them at one time. And I've got one, Dolly. I've got one for you. Okay, I've got one for you. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a hundreds for you, but um, here's one that will kind of model what you're talking about. Okay. So, and Preston, we haven't gotten to the, the extraterrestrial segments at all yet because we're way, way beyond that. But um, there was one time when my husband and I were uh, in our bedroom and it was probably around three-ish in the morning and yeah. I woke up and you'll never, most people think you're like lost your complete mind. It sounded like uh, some type of a, a ship, you know, like back in Star Trek days yeah. when the when they always like Captain Kirk, they came off the whatever they're coming off of. And it sounded like there was ship doors. I kid you not opening up yeah. in my, in my wow. bedroom. And wow. I sat there. Yeah. And I said, my husband, why does my husband always have to be asleep when all these things are happening to me? I mean, I could be tied up and, and thrown, thrown around the room and having, you know, a ride of my life and he'll be sitting there laying there like a little baby. I don't know if anyone can, can relate to that, but, but yeah, the doors like opened up and and closed. And I, I just, I just sat there paralyzed. I just thought, what is in this room? And it was not the heater. It was nothing. Nothing was on at the time. It was the weirdest sound I ever had, but then we'll get to the segments later where my extraterrestrial life started coming in. Okay. But um, I just wanted to add to that because if you think you heard things, try, yes, you're <laughs> in your bed and you've got a ship door opening up right above your head and you can't see it. So. Well, I'd love to just pop in a question here from chat. Cause oh, sure. something I was actually wondering about, cause a lot okay. of psychics have told me like, you know, this is a constant thing. And Doxy has experienced this and she's asking, how do we shut it down? Can you turn <laughs> it off? <laughs> um, well, there are days that I've actually prayed about turning it off. I actually went to a psychic when I was 24-ish years old. And I said to her this, Preston, I don't know if you have the picture. Um, it's the one with the, yes. I got it. So 
There you are. So I want to I want to explain a little briefer here for you. I went to her and I said, I and, and this this is why I went to her, because before I went to her, um, the the second time, I had some really unusual, very strong experiences in terms of people hurting me, abusing me, and I would get very angry and I would hold it inside and I would say. I can't take this anymore. And then all of a sudden, something would happen to these people. All right. I don't want to sound terrible or scary, but I went to this psychic and I said, she says, Kelly, you have a very, very powerful mind. Please be careful about your mind. It is very powerful. I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. I really, really don't. She says, just calm it down and be careful about it. So this is the picture that people are looking at right now. Me, that's not me as a gentleman, but um, disguised as me going to this psychic and basically saying, how do I shut it off? And she said, I don't think you can. She meant it to me. I don't think you can. And I've had, but Dolly, what do you think about that? Cause honestly, I, I haven't been able to shut anything down. I had, uh, I was taught by E.T. as well as my great-grandmother, who was very, very psychic. Mm -hmm. And she basically said three things to me, and then I'll tell you what E.T. said. Mm -hmm. um, your mind is yours. You are completely responsible for everything you think and say and do. For every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. And you have the ability to respond positively or negatively. And it's your response that's the most important thing. You start with your response. And what you do is, and this is where ET comes in, I, I, I center my mind, I go very quiet, and then I bring up the brightest, whitest light I've got. I turn my light on, okay? And I remote out all around me so that I can see what it is, okay? And then I put my light on it. In other words, I intend forcefully intend and make sure that it sees me and that I see it. And the minute I connect to it like that, it runs like out. They can't take the light. Your light, everybody has light. We're all made of light and it will outshine any negative influence or whatever. And then you think in your own mind, get away from me, leave this room, get out now. You are not allowed to be here. I ban you. And that light will get so bright and it goes, Get rid of it. And then you turn around and you, when you bring yourself back to yourself, you say, I now am protected. I am wearing protection. You intend for that protection to be around you. In other words, the light doesn't turn off and anything that tries to come at you after that is repelled. Okay. But so, that, so that would explain something here to me. Okay. And so what that explains is, now keep in mind, I've haunted, and I don't know if anyone out there can relate to this. I have haunted three no, four homes. All right. And it was finally in my fourth home because we just moved here to Minnesota that I had the nastiest poltergeist you can even begin to imagine in this house. It, it literally tripped me down the stairs twice trying to I'm not going to say kill me. It locked me out of the house. It threw things across the room. It was trying to scare me. It was opening up things that were so, um, uh, they were so stuck that you could never open them up physically. Right. And they would blow the doors wide open on those things. And then I finally got so mad 
because I was so tired of haunting my homes and my and, and, and having these experiences and attack me, by the way, Dolly, attack me all yeah. the time that I finally took a stand. And I finally it took me two weeks to get whatever it was out of this house. It's been peaceful ever since. But I do have elementals in this house once a while. I do have a lot of intelligent orb activity, which I am firmly aware of. I have things still falling over, which by the way, something is pushing them over for, for, for signs. But, but the difference in this house was that I finally got so fed up that yeah. I said, enough is enough. And that's when my light just yeah. blew the house up. So people sleep with the lights on. They don't realize what they're doing when they're doing it. They just know they're protected in the light. Yeah. And they don't associate it with that's how you push negativity away from you. It, it isn't light. It's dark. Yeah. You can't handle light being on it. it. The energy from light is immense. And we all born with it. We're all part of it. We are light. And, yeah. you have, and that ability is incredible. And yep, that's what. But one of the things that I do find out once in a while about myself, mm -hmm. and I watch this because I have an infrared light in this house because I needed one yeah. after a few things went on in here with that stuff is I know people have the orb theory is basically, oh, it's dust, moisture, this, that. Okay, I'm not talking that stuff. I'm talking intelligent orb activity that is so controlled that it knows exactly what it's doing. And I would, Dolly, I would have these things literally fly into me. I would watch it on camera, literally, and I could feel a lot of tingling and a lot of this and that in my upper right side of my, my brain and everything. And it's like, who is in me now and why are you in me and get out of me, you know, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm not usually pestered too much by this stuff because I know it's everyone probably has orbs flying around in their homes. It's just a matter of understanding why they're, they're passing through or whatever they're doing. That's yeah. at least my understanding. What's your thoughts on that? Everybody, we live with this everywhere. All of, all over us. We are, Everybody is in the same environment as we are, and yep. we can see it. Not everybody can see them. Some can perceive them. Some are starting to wake up to it, whatever. But yeah. you're a dimensional being. We're in the third dimension. There are 12 total, and we're all on top of one another. So yeah. just past this dimension, there are beings who are living with us who can see us, but we're not wide open psychic yet, not everybody, and you can't see them. They can mm -hmm. see us, but we can't see them. Mm -hmm. and they appear to us as orbs. Okay. You also have intelligent um, extraterrestrials who can remote view you yeah. in, at any time. And they do. And I know this because I'm capable of remote viewing like that. And um, I sometimes you'll see a white orb. Sometimes it'll be a blue orb. I've even seen orange orbs and red orbs. It just depends on the person and their energy. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all checking each other out and talking and communicating. Yeah, there are ghosts around us at any given time. Yeah, your family oh, hangs sure. out with you. Absolutely yeah. hangs out with you. And this is a very common statement from mediums. You know, yeah. they, they never get a break. Yeah. So, yeah. We're swimming in it. We're just, you're just, not everybody's just perceiving it, you know, and that's a shame, right. but we should. Well, and especially when I do shows now too, and the last, like I was telling you before we started, eight, nine shows now, I have had uh, stuff come into my room from other people's places that aren't even close by. And I'm talking just as an example here. I talked with the woman 
person who was on, I've, I've, I talked to a lot of television personalities, mm -hmm. people that have been on TV. I talked to everybody that you can imagine. Okay. okay. But really the most interesting thing to me is when their issue is coming through my computer. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. and decides to join me on the other side. So I, like, uh, here's an example. Yeah. Just a, just a, um, so I had talked with this woman. She was on uh, a show called A Haunting. And on The Haunting, her, her thing was about this shape-shifting um, uh, thing that would always shape-shift into something else so you could never figure out where the haunted object was. Well, as we were having our show, of course, she goes, I hear something. And she's not kidding. She lives with this every single day. And so while we were going on, she said, I have to go check something out. So she went to the bathroom and whatever it was, decided to take her makeup case and <laughs> dump all of her products on the floor. And, you know, that's one. Uh, there was a gentleman who had haunted dolls. He was just explaining a haunted doll to me when <laughs> this orb comes swishing around his head a couple times and goes right back into the haunted doll. And on my end of it, they will even report to me. Kelly, I saw one go in front of you. Kelly, one went just behind you. I know this because I live with this. Yeah, they want to join me in on my interviews all the time. Yeah. So it's interesting. But I have to preface this a little bit more. Knock on wood. Mm -hmm. Other than except one situation that happened to me, which I hope we'll talk about at the end. Um, uh, they've been relatively friendly. They're just pests. That's all. Yeah. I, yeah. it, we got I got a, my, one of my best friends in the whole wide world is in the chat tonight. Her name is Yvonne Watson and she's a paranormal investigator and she does Reiki and she does healing and stuff like that. And, um, we were, we did Georgia CE fives together. And one night we were doing a CE five and we had, we're getting all set up, you know, and, She's taking all her stuff out of her little wagon that she has. She has me a radiation detector. She hands me an Oracle and this stuff. And um, I won't talk about the radiation detector, but I want to talk about the Oracle. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden it starts talking to me and everybody turns around and looks at me because it's determined to have a conversation. And I said, who are you? And it answered me. It said, Norman. Mm -hmm. I said, Hey Norman, what are you doing? <laughs> and it, mm -hmm. He kept going. And uh, Norman was, enamored of me apparently because Norman went home with me. He followed me home. I had a long way to go. I was in Georgia. I had to go all the way back to Florida. One of the other guys in our group was halfway from me home. So we followed each other. It, it got into my car and started turning all my lights on, my flashers, my blinkers, my windshield wipers. I had to pull over. Okay. And tell him to stop, stop now. He's back there going, Jesus, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Have you ever, have you ever had two hitchhikers come 
home with you once, Dolly, where you're, they're sitting in the back seat. You can't see them. You just left a, um, an area. You have an hour drive, and all of a sudden you smell two different cigarette smells. Mm -hmm. Two, not one, but two different cigarette smells. And I, I thought to myself, you know, if they show themselves – and this was about one o'clock in the morning. If they show themselves at all to me in the rear view mirror of which I'm looking at, I swear to God, I am going to run off this road. If I run off this road, the road went down into a deep ravine oh, no. where they would not have been able to find me yeah. probably for days. Yeah, don't and let so anybody think my, yeah, my attention, my focus is always on what I'm doing. If yeah. you're checking with me like that, you're just yeah. going to have to deal with the fact that I'm going to tell you to shut up. Yep. You know? Well, in my case, I rolled down the window. And I kind of did a little sniff to see if it was like I was in the area of like maybe some kind of a factory. Mm -hmm. And that definitely was not. And so what I did is I just said, get out. And so I would say they left me at about mm, 20 minutes into the ride. But I will tell you, that was so weird because I could actually smell the um, the uh, um, the two different kinds of cigarettes. You, it was you very told interesting. me something about yourself. I don't know if you realize it or not. Um, oh, you're it? not just auditory. You have a smell sense too. Yes, I do. Um, everybody has a different smell sense. Yeah. And um, I can tell who's visiting me by their smell. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of my grandmothers is all lavender. You know, mm -hmm. my dad is old spice and lemons and limes and you well, know this is part of like, what being psychic is yeah. there was a lady i worked with Cla claudia was her name yeah. she said preston i can't drive by any car accidents if someone died 10 to 1 they're going to hop into my car and follow me home and you have haunting for two three weeks until you can talk them through it yep 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 okay so i'm gonna go to our next talking point kelly which is yeah. you in your early Let's see. Early 30s, physically mm -hmm. attacked at your grandparents' home in the pink room. And I love these illustrations you have given to us because they really bring another element yep. to it. Yep. And for those of you who are listening right now and are wondering what I'm showing, um, it is me looking up uh, a stairway going up to the net, you know, to the upper floor. But there's a curtain um, at the top of the stairway that that literally closes and it's very creepy. And so what I what happened here was that when I was younger um, and I had that that situation in the kitchen and and all that clear audience, I said, I'm going to go back to this house when I'm older and I'm going to go in there by myself and I'm going to prove to myself that what happened to me that day was nothing more than my imagination. And so anyway, that's me. I'm standing right out at the end. I'm looking straight up at the curtain. There's nobody else in the house at the time because both my grandparents had passed. And here I go up the stairs. Well, anyway, I got up there. You know what it is when you take the curtain and you quickly you know, brush it aside to open it up? Okay, I said, all right, I made it this far. So then I kept going into the pink room. Well, what happened was very unique and very, very odd. I'm sitting on the bed in the pink room. I'm looking in a box of some of my grandparents' stuff. And what happened is all of a sudden was really weird. I started to feel dizzy. I started to feel faint. I started to feel sick to my stomach. I was getting jabs in my stomach. Then I felt something, I smelled something really rotten, like a rotting, like, like a mouse or an animal or something in that room. And I thought this, and I was just getting really kind of disoriented. And, it, and now most people would say right now, are you sure that since no one's been in the house that maybe there wasn't some kind of a leak or something that was causing you to become come physically ill? No, 
There wasn't because we had it checked out after I ran out of the house, literally with my hair on fire, um, you know, after that experience and everything checked out fine. But one of the things that was very interesting up in that room, and I'd like to share this with everybody, is that the curtain had um, a fire singe on the bottom of it that looked like something padded it out. And what's really interesting about that is that an electrical strike or lightning bolt hit the house apparently at some point, set the curtain on fire, something padded it out. Now, why is this interesting? Because I went and did some research and found that the house just before it was rebuilt a little bit had a fire in the kitchen and the fire in the kitchen killed the owner who was there at the time. And for some reason, I believe to this day as God is my witness that what was remained in that house was I'm just guessing speculating was the owner that died in that fire And for some reason, I felt she hung up out upstairs, which I believe she did, but my presence wasn't welcomed. And so she was basically saying to me, get out. And so when I went through all of those sensations and feelings and sickness, I wanted to hurl and everything. I literally jumped down from that stairwell five stairs at a time just to get out of that house as fast as I could. And I did not go back since. So, well, I did for, for, you know, with family members, but not by myself. Have you tried to learn how to clear, uh, clear an area? In other words, Michelle is really good at it. Michelle is like exceptional. Okay. Well, as she long as it doesn't, really involve, like yeah. doesn't involve saging, because the thing is I'm allergic no. to everything. No, 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 no. She, you ought to talk to her about it. I'm not kidding you. She could probably help you with that, learning how to clear. Because that's one of the tools in your toolkit that you need to have. When you're psychic, you need to be able to tell anything that's going to bother you like that, you know, look. (laughs) You're putting up with me for now. Just stay back. You know, I'll offer you a ride to the other side if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. But for right now, I'm in control of the situation, not you. Just just come along for the ride or stand back, you know, get away from me. And there's ways to do that. And you have to exert your ability over it, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's going to force. They like to. It's funny, too, because a lot of energy, you know, from people who have passed or whatever, and they're hanging out with us, they Mm -hmm. seek our energy anyway. They come at us like, ooh, you know, it's almost food to them. Okay. And and then they try to overtake you for it. And uh, fear is one way to feed a negative entity in anyway. So you have to learn how to turn that around and not let fear encompass you or make you run. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to learn how to push it back. Mm -hmm. So that's well, well, I like your next talking point because this was something I did after learning about ghosts. I'm like, you know what? I need to start going to some haunted locations. You talk about in your 30s, going to haunted bed and breakfasts purposefully. I I went to the Queen Mary, had experiences there and a number of haunted, (laughs) what do you call them? I don't know, missions. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here you've got a little illustration that you provided. Yep. Okay. Now this one is for this illustration here. Um, this one, I'm going to jump back and then I'm going to jump to this illustration. So All right. for those listening, at least they can kind of, then, then we can go to that one in a second. So yes, the, how I managed to go to those bed and breakfasts was because I always was intrigued about wanting to have an experience with 
um, an apparition or a ghost. And so on my grandparents' property, and you'll show that one in just a moment um, as we get there, I had always wished, that's why I say, be careful what you wish for, because you'll, if you manifest that at just the right time, you're going to get your wish. All right. So I was about um, 14 years old when I had started wishing for to see a ghost and all that sort of thing. And then when I started having these experiences, I thought, especially the telepathic one, then I thought, you know what? Um, I've got some abilities here. I want to test this out. So we went to this bed and breakfast, this first one at Litchfield Plantation. Now that picture that you have there isn't, isn't that per se. This is a, a picture where something is being hidden on me, um, which will come a little bit later. I may not even have a picture of what I'm referring to here. But what happened to me there is one of the things my husband said, who didn't believe in this, was we went into this haunted on this haunted property and he makes the announcement, bring it on, ghosts. And I said, don't do that. No. <laughs> I know. And I said, don't do that, because if you do that, then they're all going to come at me and I'm never going to be able to handle myself tonight. Well, that place was my first real place where I had so many experiences. Do you have the picture? Um, you you should, um, Preston, look for the picture with the one with the sparks flying out of the television and there's a rubber ducky that's literally sitting on the ledge. Go through your go through them a little bit. You'll find it. All right. You'll find it. It, it has sparks flying out. We're laying in bed. That's so, it. Yeah, so put that up. There it is. All right, this is Litchfield Plantation. And so everything happened to us there from the hearing the footsteps um, we were in a villa by ourselves, And so I thought other people were coming in to join us because, you know, more people could go into the villa and it wasn't, it was us that night. And so what happened was I heard footsteps. I thought it was my husband. Nope. Wasn't footsteps of him. It was something else. We were um, separated at one point and basically in a nutshell, I went to the bedroom and he was outside and I shut the door and the door did not have a lock on it but we could, he could not get into the room. This was my indication number two, which was, oh my God, what's happening here? It was not a stuck door. It was like proving to him, oh, bring it on. I'll be happy to bring it on for you. And so the door was stuck. He couldn't get in. I couldn't get him in. And I started panicking on the inside of the room because I thought something was going to hurt me. That night, my makeup products, sounds of them were being dropped onto the floor, but they never got dropped onto the floor. The rubber ducky, for those of you, there's a rubber ducky in this picture. This rubber ducky was moved from one side of the room to the other side of the room, but the clicker was when we were laying in bed and I was laying there trying to sleep. And all of a sudden he says, what the blank? And I said, what? He goes, this TV just blew sparks out at me. And so but, but it's not sparks from a dysfunctional TV. It was sparks from something else shooting out right at him. Huh. Anyway, it was, it was a really active, active room and property. But I started going to many, many bed and breakfasts. And eventually we'll get to that cycling mirror, unless that one's coming up. That was my most terrifying situation that, that made me stop ghost searching for a long, long time. But yes, but do you know what happened after that? I started bringing stuff home with me. I started haunting my homes and my houses and thinking, oh, do you remember the movie or the the, the show, The Ghost and Miss, uh, Mrs. Muir? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I was in my bedroom 
um, putting some uh, artwork together because I'm an artist in an artist shop. And I turned on my ghost, um, my ghost uh, talker, okay? And it started commenting, oh, nice artwork, like that, very pretty. And so I said, oh my God, I've got a friendly ghost in my house who wants to live with us. And I didn't think anything of it at first. I thought, you're more than welcome to stay as long as you behave yourself wrong. I do not know what happened there, but that house became so active. And it was at the point, Preston, do you have the picture of me being choked? Are you, can you see that where I'm laying in bed and you can see it like the same image that's behind my head here. You'll see it right behind one of my head over yeah, here. Give me yep. a, give it me was, a I'll find it. It was the point where yeah, one night this ghost liked to sleep or whatever it was between my, there we are, my husband and myself. And so basically what happened there was that this nice ghost that I thought was in my house either attracted something else in there or it turned against me and I started having choking episodes where I couldn't breathe. No, not sleep apnea. I know people are thinking, oh, it was that. No, nope. It was like, have you ever heard of something scream in your ear before? Like a hag sound, like a witch sound? I was getting witch haggy sounds being screamed into my ear and then the next night I would be choked to the point where I was, oh, I couldn't get its hands off the grip of my neck. And so that's when I decided it was time to move. And so wow. I learned from all of my uh, travels and everything. I didn't know at the time. Most people do not. They go in, they have these experiences and they don't. Uh, even if you tell them, stay home, I don't want you coming home with me. They come home with me anyway. And maybe we'll get to that point where I had 16 attachments taken off of me wow. after. Oh, yeah. And that experience in and of itself, by the way, is enough to make somebody sit down. So. Question ID. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll take our quick station break right now. Thank you, Dolly. I remember, just so you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone. You are watching The Lightgate. I'm Preston Dennett, your host, and my lovely co-host is Dolly Safran. Our guest tonight is the amazing Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz, author of many books. I have one right here. The links are in the show notes as well if you'd like to learn more about her. We are streaming live on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM in the beautiful city of New Orleans and also on the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3. We're on several other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook and Roku. And we are having fun with our guest tonight who has so many experiences and so many books you should check out. We'll definitely give you a chance, Kelly, to promote them towards the end of the show. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. Thank you, Dolly, for the reminder, because we do absolutely love our producers and welcome the opportunity that they're giving us to stream our show. Yeah. So you were talking, you know, I keep looking at this picture that you we're able to take of a ghost <laughs> itching to get to it. Oh, Are you talking about the one in the house? Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that's a, a little bit um, autumn colored. Yeah. You'll see. Okay, it. I'll, I'll pull that up right now. Pull that up and I'll explain. There you go. Now, for those of you who are listening, please go to the YouTube show. We've got, I'm showing all these pictures. Nope, you had it. Bring it back there a second ago. There you go. Right there. 
there. Perfect. Love you. Um, so, um, yeah, what you're looking at, for those of you who are watching this show and those of you who are yet to watch this show, um, remember when I said I wanted to see a ghost at the age of 14? This is the same property that this occurred on. And what happened here is that um, one day a straight-lined wind tornado ripped through this property, did not affect the house, uh, knocked over a 200-year-old tree, and I was there by myself just checking out to make sure that the property was okay. And so in a nutshell, I was I had a regular camera with film and I was taking all angles of can you guys can you see the can you see the image? If you can let Dolly and there you go right there. Stop right there. Right. Stop. Stop there. And um, and so so I was just shooting pictures and what you're looking at right here. That's a screen window. That's not a plate window. Most people say, are you face matrixing? Most people will say. Um, oh, is it tree limbs? I had put this through 100 filters. This is when I got my first laptop, by the way, because I needed to blow this baby up and take a look. What happened was I went to a store, had my film developed, and I said, how did that ball get into the into the corner of that, that um, window there? That's very strange. I don't remember that. And then my sister said, ball? And she says, what's that ab standing above it? And if you see what, I hope you all can see this very well. That is actually a little girl. Yes, the, yes. yes. It's an old man standing over looking down. That's correct. Yeah. And so this is when I learned I was telepathic because I stood out after that, that was developed. I believe that to be my great um, grandfather who built the home um, wow. about 120 years ago. It has now been burnt down. And the little girl there. I thought it was someone else at first, but it turned out this is how I learned of this. I was standing out on the lawn and I said, um, this was after they, I realized that there's people staring at me through the window. And I said, do you have a message for me? And this is when I learned I was absolutely telepathic. And what came to me was this, the genealogy is wrong. My name is wrong. My name is Mary. My name is not Lily. My name is Mary. Mary. And I thought, and so then I did my research and sure enough, if I was able to match her face and I, I don't have it, Preston doesn't have the face so you could see it tonight, but I was able to match her face with the face of the girl in this picture I thought was Lily. And then the gentleman above her is either my great grandfather, which I believe is traveling with her. But here's the interesting part. There's an older There's woman behind the little girl between. You know, Everybody has said that, yeah. and I can't see her. I can clearly, plainly see her. Oh, you mean right here? Oh, of course, you can't see me point. Yeah. Are you talking like right behind? Like where the sill is? Not yes. the sill, but the side. There. there. No, no, go down over no. here. No, it's That's right this side. She's peeking next to his face. You can see, you can <laughs> see her. I'm not kidding. So here's, here's the Wait a minute. Thing. I do it. No, Preston, use your yeah. use your thing. Well, I'm trying, but I don't. I see I don't, this, this face right here. Yeah, okay, and then yeah. the one above it. Yeah, and then the one between mm -hmm. them near yeah. the side of the window. There, you can yeah. see this half side? the face. Yeah. No, this no, this, yeah, see half there. All right, here's here's the interesting story about this. Now I want okay. everyone to pay attention because I know that Dolly and Preston's are probably going to agree with me on this. 
the little girl in the window actually passed away two miles down the road in house number one. She mm. was sick at the age of 10. She looks like she's about age six to seven in this picture. The older man, he passed away um, on the property slash slash in a hospital of pneumonia. Her, name? her name's Mary. This yeah. is Mary. And Mary, who died two miles down the road, they, when they first um, immigrated by boat to um, the United States, um, as he grew older, of course, and got married, blah, blah, blah. Um, essentially, in a nutshell, uh, they rented these two homes a, mi a mile and a half to two miles away. What's important about this is that just because somebody dies somewhere else doesn't mean they can't come and haunt your home. No, of That's course not. You can go anywhere. The woman's name is Lily May. Lily May. Well, Lily is the girl who died who who died at the age of actually actually 10 to 12. That would she be was, her. Lily so, May. Yeah. But, oh, that's very interesting. So Lily and Mary are together? Yes. Hmm. Yep. And she was adopted, by the way, everybody. Um, yeah. yeah, she was adopted from a situation where they couldn't afford to take care of her anymore. And um, it was really bad times. And so my great-grandfather adopted this girl, and then she passed away, actually. Well, um, passed away yeah. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have the bed um, in my house wow. where they either passed okay. away, she either passed away in or my great uh, or my great grandmother, who was this grandfather's wife, um, she definitely passed away. But I haven't really, it's really interesting, but um, this family has quite, quite an interesting history. In fact, just to throw in a side note, um, Jesse James gang actually stopped on this property three days before oh they God. were shot yeah, from this whole Jesse James thing, whatever going on. And they're mm -hmm. very polite, by the way, and they just asked for water for their horses and water for themselves. And then they went on their way. And so, yeah, there's a history mm -hmm. to this property. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Very cool. Yeah. We're getting all kinds of wonderful comments in chat. So oh, people, thank you. people are loving it. Thank yeah. you so much, Doxy. Oh. Okay. Now I want to bring up the next talking point that you sent, which is about uh, your great grandfather and aunt, where you learned about telepathy or being telepathic. That was the situation right here where I was out on the lawn. I said, What message do you have for me? And they said, You know, once again, and um, that was that house situation, Preston, where yeah. we just we just got yeah. out that yeah, where they oh. told me that the oh, name was okay. wrong in the genealogy. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yep, yep. Go to the next talking point. All right, let's see here. You haunted three homes and had lots of poltergeist activity. Was this me? Yeah, we've you've touched on this quite a bit. That's mm -hmm. really interesting because mm -hmm. poltergeist's activity is coming from the individual to a certain extent. So I'm going to grab off. Okay. Go to the next page here. The, what did you see the, the woman with the, um, um, I want to bring up an interesting story. Go to the one where, uh, you had up before with uh, me looking down there, pointing down at that chair. Um, you had it up before. I want to give you the story of that. Oh, here it is. I got it. Boink. That's it. All right. So, 
here I am haunting all these homes, right? Well, things are now going, they're now going disappearing on me. They're being hidden from me. But here's the most interesting story of all. Um, so many things that happened in this house. That's me going, how on earth did that get down there? I didn't put that there because I was looking for my purse. I had to run out and all of a sudden it got, it went gone missing. Any of you out there have had an experience where things have gone missing and then come back? All right. So what's really <laughs> yeah. interesting though is that when my husband found this, I said, I told you this house was haunted and we had so many experiences. So what he did is he made another smart act, smart act comment. And I said, don't do that. You're going to make them upset. So what happened because of this situation? You know, those little um, fruit cups that have that plastic liner on top yeah. of them. Yeah. All right. So he, and again, I'm meticulous and perfectionistic. So nothing that's, that's destroyed or disrupted is going to get into my refrigerator. He <laughs> grabs the cup, he puts it in his lunch bag, he goes to work. And so what happens in it, at work, he gets to work and he finds out that the fruit cup has a uh, slice, like something took a knife and slit over the top of it, and it dumped out the contents of the fruit cup inside his lunch bag. And so he comes home and he goes, I don't know how that happened. I said, you know, as well as I do, those fruit cups never had anything wrong with them at all. And I said, because you made them mad. They're just now getting a little revenge on you. I said, you got to watch out what you say around here. So, of course, he gives them a time out for 75 years in the corner of by our fireplace. <laughs> I, I said, like, that's going to keep them there, nice you know. Sure. But see, these, these entities loved me so much that they would do all kinds of things in that house. Once again, I'm haunting another house and I'm bringing in. Uh, my beaconess is bringing them in from everywhere and I've had them talk to me. So yeah, that was just kind of the story of that. But um, go to the next page um, uh, where do you want me to kind of tell people a little bit? I'm going to, I want to share with people some of the things I've gone, gotten through. Just here you go. Hang on for the ride here. <laughs> Movement of objects like clock dials, elevator doors, opening up keys, moving and locking myself out of the house, et cetera, et cetera. Hiding of personal objects, breaking of objects, um, slicing the fruit cup, choked in bed, screaming in my ear, put in trances. Now that one was fun. Um, trickster luring. If anyone's ever been trickster lured before, it's where something's making a sound, wanting you to, to get up and then go investigate what you're hearing. My stuck wardrobes that I would have to pry open with something else fly open. Aggressive touching. Um, not to be graphic, but I was butt swiped in that house that you just saw the picture of. Mm -hmm. I was casually sleeping and something so rudely touched my bum. All right. Uh, possessions kicked up into the air. That happened at another bed and breakfast. I've been called on the telephone, by the way. And also then my college classroom started to get haunted. And so if you think that was interesting, have a bunch of students sitting out there and you're pretending like, oh, I'll get that fixed. And you know that something's playing with your equipment. Any, anyone here ever have buzzing in your ear? And it sounds like a bee. Yes. <laughs> buzzing in your ear and you get kind of dizzy for the moment. Yeah. And I've had backpacks catapult literally off their benches and everything. And then of course, orbs that um, erased my footage made me sick. That mm -hmm. was that one picture you had up with me with those three. Okay, so orbs. I got one for you. 
I got homework. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, do I have to write it down? You know, I'm <laughs> yeah, you write this down. Thousand- you this need, is a good one. You need a daily yeah, yeah, that you write in. Use a pencil because pens don't always work. Anything paranormal going on, especially the buzzing in the ear and uh, poltergeist activity, yeah. write it down. Write what time it went down. Write down what you were feeling when it happened. Write down just before it happened what was going on. Notice everything mm-hmm. because you need to be able to tell the difference between you and something going on around you because i'm telling you it took me many years to learn to stop it okay Mm -hmm. i am extra energetic and when i get emotional Mm -hmm. when i get mad when i get upset stuff happens and i have complete control over it sometimes it happens without me wanting to sometimes it happens when i want it to but i am the poltergeist okay Mm -hmm. Now, there are instances when you said something touched you in the bum. Yep. That wasn't you. you no, I know that. <laughs> you begin to figure out intent. That's um, not acceptable behavior, even from. Uh, that's what I said. Yeah. And that's what I said out loud. That was not, that was not nice. Limits. Woke me up and that, was, that was off limits. Set the cage out and say, off limits. I will, I will mm-hmm. send you a pack and leave me alone. I had that happen, actually. Once yeah. I woke up because someone was touching me where they shouldn't be touching me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on the bone. <laughs> was, oh, oh and I woke up and I could still feel it. Yeah, I know. And I'm looking down and I'm like, well, what the heck? Yeah, I know. That's probably would have scared the pants off of anybody, yeah. but you know what? Yeah. It was just yeah. a spirit. They don't really scare me for some right. reason. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. This would freak anybody else out. Stop yeah. doing this. Is that we're doing this? Because you could feel it. Oh, yeah. I could feel it when I was laying there. I was in a nice, peaceful sleep. And it was like something swept. I can't help it. My bum was sticking out of the, the whatever, you know. The, <laughs> and, and, you know, and then it, so it would look tempting. Well, you know what? Take your temptation. No, it's no, it's no not allowed. Not allowed. But, yeah, I when you're wide open psychic, you're, it's like being two years old. If you've got abilities, you're going to use them whether you realize you're doing it. It's like a kid trying to walk. He's going to fall down about 50 times before he gets up on his feet, but he's going to keep trying. And it's mental as well as a physical desire to do so. Well, you got abilities, okay? And what happens is you get bored or things are going on and you got emotions going on and you're thinking things. And the next thing you know, boom, I've slammed cabinets more times than I can tell you. I can turn the TV on and off. I can move objects. I can do all kinds of crazy things. And it's me, 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 me. I'm no longer surprised when things start popping off in the house because it's me. And I have to stop it. You know, I have to calm down, take stock of myself. I make notes of it. You know, it's like, okay, today I did this, this, and this. And I try to only use my abilities when I want to. Mm -hmm. In other words, it doesn't do you any good to have uncontrolled abilities. It does you a world of good to have control, you know? All right. So let me just jump right on in here and ask you a question, because this will be interesting to some of you. Explain to me if you can. So this is the same house. I know that I have a couple of, I'm going to explain um, who I think was cutting open the the fruit cups and everything Mm -hmm. across the road. Now, I didn't know when we moved there. I had no idea. I found this out from a gentleman who cleaned our our fireplace. Apparently across the road, uh, back in the Civil War day, there was a husband who axed literally killed his wife and three children. I did not know this when I moved into that house, which was actually right across the road from it. 
I sensed that I was bringing into that house maybe the kids or something. But what I found really, really um, kind of amazing about this, and I'm going to ask you this question now. Can you explain to me why um, my clock dials would always advance ahead by six hours? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on one more step here for you, Dolly, just to, just to turn it up a notch, okay? So I'm noticing that I have this clock. And this clock is, is when I have activity going on, I notice that the key in the door will turn to a locked position. I notice that the clock dials are advancing by six hours ahead. But what was really creepy to me was when my husband and I went on a trip. We were 1,500 miles away. I left the house. Everything was as it should have been. And for some reason, all I thought about was the clock in my uh, our master bedroom. And when we got home, it was also six hours ahead. So yes. now am I telekinetic, psychokinetic, yes. the whole 10 yards, right? Well, you're doing it. You're doing it. It's you. I want to tell you something. I want to ask you a question. I want everybody to hear what I say, okay? Um, this bothers me a lot, and I'm going to bring it up now. It's a perfect time. Uh, when you go into a haunting, and uh, it's a place where they want it to stay haunted, so you're going to go in and experience it, okay? That's one thing. But when you have in your own personal space a haunting occurring, the idea here is not to allow it to continue. That's your space now. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you. And one of the things that you can do is clear it, get them out, send them packing. You can either send them to the next realm where they need to go. You can uh, walk them out, talk them out, whatever it takes. You can go OBE and take them by the hand and take them to move them on. Uh, but don't let them live in your space. Most people don't realize that they have control over that. It's your house now. It doesn't belong to them anymore. And they have to go quiet. In other words, no more influencing because you're not living my life for me. I'm living my life for me. Mm -hmm. And most people don't realize that they have the ability to do that. And they should. Um, I've gone so far as to say this, you know, the Amityville horror, they should yeah. have burnt that house straight to the ground. They should have had it cleared, completely cleared. They should have had every psychic in the area go up to it and take those, whatever was in it out and get it gone. Yeah. Because, we, we, we're not here to, do, to work on what your issues were in your time. We're here to work on our issues. And if you're bugging us, you need to get out. Okay. That's something we shouldn't be tolerating at all because a, it's a fear thing. People like to play with fear and it's dangerous. And you, you know, you don't tell you, okay, go play with fire in the street while the traffic's going. Okay. Don't live in a house that's haunted, clear it, get them out. Okay. Tell them to move on. Walk them out. And if you can't do it, get somebody who can. See what yeah. I'm saying? We live yeah. in a world that has magnified this to the point that it's everywhere, all over the place, almost all the time. And yeah. look, it's causing problems. Trust me, that kind of energy influence is affecting the minds of the people. We got anarchy going on around us. Everything's going crazy. And part of it is, is our tolerance for things that are not you know, uh, positive. It's more yeah. toward the negative. And people need to start thinking that, you know, get it out, get it out now. If you want what, to change, that's where you start. 
One of the things that has always been when I talk to some of uh, the guests also on my show about this, they get very hesitant when they come to the realization that maybe possibly their grandmother, their mother, their deceased father is they're living in that house with them. So the one thing that always to me is like this. Nope. Assume it is not your grandmother, assume it's not your father, assume it's not your deceased whomever or or whatever, because chances are likely from at least what I understand and talking to a number of people, even if that were the case and you love them dearly. The other thing is they can also be a beacon and draw in some of these other energies. Like in my case, thinking I had a friendly ghost who just loved my artwork. And all of a sudden I'm finding myself being choked to death and strangled in bed with something screaming in my ear as if there's no tomorrow. Uh, My attitude with it now, when I have things going on, it's kind of different because I've been down this road so much a little bit. The thing that really drove it out of me was that cycling mirror. And I don't know if we're at that point yet, um, which will show me in a minute. But the thing is, is if you want to talk about terror, that then once you hit your terror point, the most, the point where you get the most scared doing your ghost searching, then if you don't have the thought of, I think I should give this up for a while, then I don't know. But I've, I've changed my attitude to like, kind of like this. Oh, you want to throw that across the room? Good one. You know, and I just try to not react in fear to anything anymore. And I just find that things calm down a little bit. Yeah, just it all goes back to what you said earlier, and I'm going to bring it up. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Preston, put up that picture next of the cycling mirror. I think this is perfect for that because this all leads, kind of leads right into this a little bit. This is my most terrifying, absolute terrifying, haunted uh, bed and breakfast slash slash in Shrewsbury, uh, United Kingdom, when I started going over to see if their hauntings were any different than the hauntings over in the United States. This is what the, the handprint on the mirror? The one, the one in the, no, you'll see us in bed and you'll see a mirror to the right-hand side that looks like it's kind of cycling. And it's got, um, it's a cycling around. Just keep, you'll see okay. it. It was okay, right I after you. Yeah, yeah, see it? Put that one up. I was also the one that he put up before where I was kicked kicked up in the air. That might be actually a good segue into the extraterrestrial discussion because I am on the fence now about when I was kicked up in the air, whether or not I was or whether I was dropped. But I want to talk about this picture for a moment here. For those of you who cannot see this picture, I am in a haunted, a very, very extremely haunted 12-plus apparition bed and breakfast over in Shrewsbury, um, uh, United Kingdom called the Prince Rupert Hotel. Oh, wow. And I went in there saying, I want the most haunted room you can give me. They said, I will not put you in that. I will put you in the second most haunted room. And boy, <laughs> did I add, boy, did I ask for it. So basically the, the number, the number one thing that happened in here, that's me with the black mask over my eyes. And you'll see the cycling near to the side. What happened was a lot of things were happening in there. There were handprints on the pillow. There were things burnt out. The maintenance guy wouldn't even be allowed to come in there. I had to give them my key to get in there. You have to ask 
permission to get in there. The ghosts have to literally allow you to come into the room. I offered up champagne and chocolates when we first got in there. It didn't work. Or maybe it did. Maybe they thought they would just do the subtle technique on me, which was scare me to my death. But anyway, so what happened here was my husband and I were ready to go to bed. He took the holy water out and he threw the holy water. And as he threw the holy water, you'll see that mirror to the right-hand side. It went and I kid you not. And it just it looked, I was looking right at it and it started cycling and cycling. And I went like white as a ghost. I could hardly believe my eyes. He froze in place. He froze as if you're like throwing something and the water's frozen in place. Everything froze in time. And then the minute that thing started cycling, he finally came out of it, turned and looked at me. And he said, what's wrong with you? You look like you're as white as a ghost. I said, look at the mirror. And it was literally on its, um, you know, like on its belly. You know, that's where it stopped, on its belly. And I was absolutely, insanely just terrified out of my mind. He went to sleep. Can you believe it? Right. <laughs> and Kelly's laying there going, I'm begging the ghost to please don't hurt me. I felt its cold presence literally lay on top of me. That's I felt it sit on my legs. It was on top of me. It actually cooled me down because I was in such a panic attack that I was burning up. And anyone who's had a panic attack and you feel that that heat. Oh, my God. I welcomed it at the time. But I'm telling you that that after that, um, I gave my story to the manager. She brought me back up there. I'm going to give you a real humorous, quickie story here. I went down the next day. I looked like a train ran over me. I got no sleep. The wardrobe was actually opened. Okay, so now the wardrobe also opened up. All right, go down. Manager says, can we go back up in that room? I have to show you something. I said, I do not want to go back up in that room. Thank you so much for putting me in a haunted room, but I'm out of here. She said, please, please come back up. Okay, so we go back up to the room, knock on the door, ask for permission to come in. Can we come in? Blah, blah, blah. All right, we get to come in. She brings me over to the mirror. She goes, you know what? Um, every time my staff member bends over to vacuum the floor, it lifts the bottom of its mirror and it smacks her in the butt. I said, oh, it's got a sense of humor, I see. I said, what you should do is take that thing out to the alleyway and show it who's boss. Anyway, I'm, what I'm saying is that whatever is influencing that mirror in any respect, it even has a sense of humor and is a little bit fresh by hitting its staff in the rear ends for a practical joke. But that's what happened with that mirror. But yeah. uh, Yvonne, yeah. my friend Yvonne's on there saying, you know, mirrors are portals. You I know that. In that room. I and know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the things that I learned about mirrors is they're false light. Yeah. They they can reflect light, but they aren't light on the inside of them. It's false light. And uh, entities like to, you know, hang around them because of that. It's a safe spot for them to stand be or use. There are you there know. were four mirrors placed. There were four mirrors in that room. They were all facing each other. If I did not have a portal in the middle of that room by the time it was all said and done, that mm -hmm. in and of itself created one. Preston, can you put up that picture where I'm being kicked up in the air? That was the one that you had just before that one. All right. You'll see it. I see it. Just one second. Let me pull it up. Yeah, and then we can get into some extraterrestrial stuff here. Yeah, I've got some questions I definitely want to Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we get a chance. All right. So this is where we're going to lean, kind of go and lean in from. Was it was it um, paranormal or was it something extraterrestrial? So I want to explain this one briefly. 
Groveland Hotel, just outside of Yosemite National Park. Have any of you ever been there or have you ever been to Yosemite National Park? Okay, so it's just outside of it. And so um, we went there because Lyle, who is a known resident ghost, was supposedly supposed to be in this particular room down the hallway. Well, we didn't get into that room. We got into the room down the hallway, which was another one, which word had it that um, it was, um, there was an angry miner in there who liked to A, steal remotes and socks and all this stuff and hide them under the bed. All right. So, of course, you know, husband, I told husband, do not, whatever you do, don't, don't taunt the ghost in this room when we go in there. All right. <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. You know how that went. He's sleeping once again, right? I'm sitting here flying around the room and the guy is sitting there sleeping on me. All right. So it was probably about, yeah, what do I have there? 1.30, about 2.30-ish maybe in the morning where I found myself, I felt something underneath my back and I went, I was catapulted up into the air, probably a good, probably I felt like more, but it was probably a good foot or so. And I woke up bouncing on the bed and I thought, well, what's going on here? You know, and all that, because I felt something definitely woo and then boom and da, 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 da. And, and I was touching my husband. I said, Hey, 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 did you feel that? Is there... And of course I couldn't get him to wake up. I just couldn't. And so, um, I was absolutely stunned by the fact that because I'm a larger woman, that something could actually li literally levitate me to and, and, you know, catapult me way up to the point where I actually could feel myself bouncing. So then I was talking to a, a guest on one of my shows and he said to me, and that's when my, my thinking started to change a little bit. He said, are you sure you were catapulted up in the air or are you, are, are you positive that maybe um, maybe something dropped you from the air. Because as you see in the background on this picture, full moon, clear sky, nice, crisp evening, nice, bright stars, and the whole whole 10 yards. What was really humorous is the next morning when we were leaving, this couple came in and they thought they'd be sarcastic. We'd like to stay in the haunted room, please. So I looked at them and I looked like a train ran ran over me all over again, you know, and I said, would you like to stay in our room? I was kicked up in the air last night and bouncing on the bed. Have a nice day. And I turned around <laughs> and walked out the door and they just kind of stood there. But I thought I'm going to put them in their place. So that brought me to the new theory or, or of thinking maybe I wasn't kicked up in the air by something. Maybe I couldn't get past the ceiling and I dropped down onto the bed. I don't know. It just brings it into a neat theory about um, wondering what is paranormal and what is um, extraterrestrial slash other types of activity. Yeah, it's what are not always easy to tell. <laughs> if it was ET, you'd know it. There would be no doubt in your mind. You're psychic enough. You would have known. You'd have heard yeah. it, saw it, everything. Yeah. There was the foot that I felt under my back. Yeah, it's possible that he levitated you up somehow. You know, pushed you up. Well, I forgot to add one more thing. I was snoring like a freight train. And apparently whatever's in there didn't like snoring. Yeah. I was waking up and keeping it awake. And instead of stuffing one of its socks that it would steal and put under the bed that people would never know where their socks were, instead yeah. of stuffing it in my mouth, that he decided just to teach me a lesson. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting room, though. And uh, yeah. that experience in and of itself taught me a little bit about how it doesn't matter how big you are, if it's mad enough or whatever, 
it's going to, it can, it does have the energy and the ability to be able to do something with you. You know, you've heard of these people all the time. You've seen them where they get slung up against the wall or whatever. We don't know. I just know he was probably, he was irritated. Probably that was it. So, well, I know you've got some more stuff to cover, but I want to bring in a few questions before, oh, sure. before it gets too late and yeah, we don't get a chance to answer them. But here is yeah. one from Valerian the Mac the third. He's asking, can you levitate? And he follows that up within tap into other dimensions. Dolly's had some levitation experiences and you're talking, I know you have had a, another one that you talk about in one of your later talking points. Um, I'll, I'll just, it all? Yeah, well, so here's the thing. I don't know um, for myself. I can't make myself levitate. It seems like something is within me causing me to levitate. And when we get closer to the end, I will talk and share with you about my experience when I was in a movie theater watching the Pope's exorcist towards the end where I was literally levitating out of my chair and my husband was sitting right next to me, not even paying attention once again. But anyway, that's husband's for you. you know? <laughs> anyway. All right. Sorry. Here's a question, which I really, I've been wanting to bring up for a while. This is from sure. Yvonne and it's yeah. a great question. And I wonder about this. She's asking, you are so open. And boy, you are, Kelly. <laughs> Have you ever had a spirit try to jump into your body? All right, Yvonne, sit back. Here we go. I'm taking you for a ride. <laughs> All right, here we go, Yvonne. So here's my most recent one about a year ago, approximately. Husband and I were on a trip. We were up in Wyoming. We stopped at a tourist trap. There was a old-fashioned haunted jail, okay, haunted jail there. We were the only ones on the property at the time. All right. And so what happened was this husband is running around. He was actually taking some really, really cool, interesting orb outdoor orb pictures, which was like, they weren't like your sun, sun glares or anything like that. I went into this haunted jail by myself, little dark, whatever. So I took out my my camera and I said, if anyone's in here at the time, would you please show yourself? So I turned it so I could have kind of a light shine so I could see a little bit better. And I noticed that. And once again, I, I've seen these orbs before um, in another picture that I can't remember. You showed briefly and we never really talked about it. But um, and I saw two flying around. And so at first people are going to say, oh, it was a bug, it was a fly, it was a bee. No, it was a mass. And so anyway, said, if you're real, would you go and stand back by that wall for me, please? And sure enough, I've got photographs of this, by the way, but I don't have anything to show you per se. Keep that there, um, Preston, keep that picture there. And so um, so what I, what happened was this. I shot my photograph. I said, thank you. And I said, by the way, you know, you can leave anytime you want to, right? We went back to our cabin after that experience. And I, as soon as we got into the cabin, I said to my husband, I need to make a phone call. We're in a really small, tiny little town. I need to make a phone call to the manager here. This is very, very, very important. He goes, what are you, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? Just, I, it's very, very important. And so I called up the manager and I said, can you tell me where the nearest bar is in this town? Something with really hard alcohol, something that is just like 
really, really strong. I need a drink and I need it now. Now, I need to preface something. I don't drink and I don't drink strong alcohol. <laughs> and the thing is, is whatever it was came back with me and all of a sudden was very thirsty and needed a bar. But when you ask if I've ever had anything take possession of me or come inside me, we also have Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. I was attacked in there. I shut it down for eight minutes. I scared everybody to death around me, including the performers. I literally had something inside of me that wouldn't get out for eight minutes. And it, what it looked like to me was it looked like everyone was shadowy and it sounded like everyone was talking through a drum and it was very bizarre and stuff. But after we finally left that situation, I won $3,000 in the casino because I was so activated that, uh, you know, I could have won everything that night, but yes, I have had things not only take possession of me, but also take possession of my husband. And I, I can recognize that. So yeah, I once yeah. did a haunting investigation with two ladies in a haunted apartment in Van Nuys who were dealing with that mm -hmm. and their own pets wouldn't recognize yeah. them. They started barking at them. So yeah. yeah and people would say, gosh, yeah. you, they did. People would not recognize them. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. And the other thing that I don't know if when you say recognize, um, I said to my husband, this, how did my face look? Did I look like some 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 old guy that was tired of sitting in a jail forever and just you know kind of like needed needed just a drink so badly you know that was really creepy but it was also very interesting because I never thought in a million years I would ever want to call a manager to find out where the hardest liquor was in town and I don't drink hard liquor at all. It was just yeah. very interesting. So yeah. well, maybe a coincidence, yeah. but the image on the screen right now is kind of blurring up a little bit. And you're more, <laughs> I don't know, it's probably just that. Am, am I blurring here? Because I look clear on my end. And not only that, just hold tight because if there's anything in here, you know, once again, they all want to join the party. So <laughs> it doesn't yeah. surprise me. And if my face starts to look like this or whatever, then then you know that they've joined the party. So anyway. <laughs> right. no, they're in there already. It's okay. All right. Well, here's a couple of more questions real quick, and then we'll move on to the next talking point. But there's just two that I'd really love mm -hmm. to touch on because it's pertinent. And here's one yeah. from Doxy. And she asks, Dr. Kelly, do you notice your dogs or cats notice them? Mine often do before I do. I don't know if you have any pets. Well, I don't have animals. I don't have any animals, but I've heard many, 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 many people, my my guests and, and people in general, that, that have always said that they always look up in the corner or, or they're looking over here. I had one person's dog. She came to me for help. She says, my dog is being attacked by this thing, and it was showing signs of it and was actually actually hurting the animal as well. So it depends on what the energy is that's in that environment and what exactly their intention is regarding uh, those individuals within the environment, including the, the poor animals. And you've heard those stories. You've heard things happen. Yes, they're very sensitive and they can usually see and hear these things before we can, so. Absolutely. They're psychic. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're ready to move on to the next talking point, I can pull up mm -hmm. that picture with yep. you standing in front of the mirror. Is that the one you're ready? to talk about? Yep, I'm ready. Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, let me see. Oh, here it is. Because this 
No. Hold on. Let me pull that up. Boink, that one. This one is quite dramatic. Yep. So um, I started having experiences about, I would say, a couple of years ago. And it actually started in a Las Vegas hotel room where I was on the 60th floor in a very, very well-established hotel. And I looked out the window and I said, gee, I would like to see a UFO up here. I'm high enough. There's got to be something flying around up here. And then all of a sudden, my world started to change because something came into that room. I don't know what it was. It might have been paranormal. It might have been something extraterrestrial. But the light started to flicker. There was tappings on the wall. And then I got knocked out. And what happened was the day, next day when I woke up, um, I felt very clean inside, like very cleansed, okay? I went to the doctor a couple months later, and I found out that I had cancer. And um, what I was told was that whatever was in there was not there to hurt me. It was there to clean my blood and basically prepare me for the operation of my life, which I had. Um, but that didn't stop there. I started having experiences after that with my clothes being taken off and pulled down by my bed, things happening in the room. But it was this picture right here that said it all. It was, um, I woke up one morning, well, I went to bed one night and it was like two o'clock in the morning and I laid down and I thought it was my husband's shampoo. Something reeked really bad, smelled terrible. I said, I gotta talk to him about his shampoo. This stuff just stinks. It was kind of that rose watery, but yet more smelly. And so there's been many theories on what that was that came in there. But the next day I got up, I just kind of, you know how you go to the mirror? And there was right here, I'm going to show it to you, right, on, right where I'm at. There was a blood red purplish handprint embedded in my body that lasted for three hours. But it was upside down. The fingers were elongated. And this one over here was crooked. Um, Preston, show the one of my body if you wouldn't mind. This is uh, just this is the one of the handprint on my body now. You can see the markings on yeah, me. I, um, I went down to talk to my husband and I said, "Look at this." And I said, "What is this?" And he said, "I didn't touch you." Well, of course not, you know. And so you're going to see from this picture here, and those of you that are listening. Um, it was like an upside down, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, kind of hand. But that one finger, you'll see it, everybody. Do you see where it says the crooked finger that's bent? Those are very elongated as if it was rubbing across my body. But yet I'm not really quite sure that they were rubbing, um, especially that crooked one. What's really interesting about that mark and everything is that it's directly over where I had COVID pneumonia, where I had to use a spirometer to suck out they call it like, like a, you know, a clog. You had to suck out the clog. I had it for COVID for eight months. I was very sick. I nearly died twice. I also went passed out once. But what's significant about this is the handprint was directly over where my COVID pneumonia was. And since that point, it had completely gone away. I asked the universe and many people, where did that handprint come from? I was very insistent about it. And one night I had a dream. And now, do, do you have the mantis being picture yeah, there? Um, uh, the, there, right there, hold it, right there. So I, I, had, I had a dream. And so what was there was this person was walking away from me. It looked like my husband's cousin's kid. But when the thing turned around, it looked like this. It was a mantis being, you see those spindly fingers? Look at those fingers. 
And I, and so there was a guest that I had on the show and I said, I'm so frustrated. And I said, I had this mantis being and I had a black COVID mask over its nose. And I said, and I, I woke up, I was in a sweat, my heart was beating and I screamed out, don't ever, ever, ever do that to me again. Whoever you are, get out of my house. Don't ever come to me again. And he said to me, I think what that was, Kelly, was a healer, not anything that was going to hurt you. But this is what it looked like. And I wanted to bring that up just because of the coincidence of the COVID mask and where it was positioned and everything. And I have not ever had it had it since. And, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that has happened to me, but I'm evolving. I'm coming into my awakening and um, things are continuing to happen to me. And again, I mean, this was I'm like fresh. three hours on my body. Go ahead. It was how long on your body? Three hours, and then it just disappeared. Three hours. It, it disappeared or it faded and then disappeared? Nope, no fading. Boom, disappeared, gone. Didn't fade, never um, faded. Just did it, it felt like normal skin, no bruise? Yes, yes didn't mm -hmm. hurt or anything. I was even pushing into it. I'm like, God, does this hurt? Now, you're not going to be able to see this at all. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't show it to you. It's gone again. Wow. Right here on my wrist. Uh -huh. You can't see it. It's gone again. Yeah. I was going to show it to you earlier. It happens with ET contact. It's very accelerated healing. Gone again. I have a bruise right here. It looks yeah. like a bruise. I've had it for years. Yeah. And I had it literally before the show. I said, oh, I'm going to show them this. It's not here anymore. It's gone again. Yeah. So you see it comes and it goes. And I, I don't know if I've ever been abducted. I know I've been visited. But and I know I've had things happen to me and my memory might have been erased, but I'm just telling you, I'm evolving into an awakening. And, and everyone keeps saying your next step is going to be a ship experience if I haven't already been on a ship. So I don't know. There you have it. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Good. Yeah, I don't really need that. So. <laughs> yeah. They're not here right now. They can't be. Because yeah. our magnetosphere is so down. Yeah. yeah. It's too dangerous for them to fly. They bugged out for a while. So, but um, they can contact you consciously, you know, yeah, psychically. So, yeah, you never know. Yeah. That sounds like you had an adventure, and that sounds like you had a direct healing that they were watching over you. Um, yes, yes, to the whole healing thing, um, with the cancer, definitely, yeah. and definitely the COVID pneumonia, definitely. It's what awesome. kind of cancer was it? Ovarian, ovarian, wow, um, and uh, technically undetectable ovarian, undetectable, which got detected. And the doctor said to me, and he quoted, because I scoffed at him. He said, I want you to listen to me and I want you to listen to me very clearly. You are a miracle yeah. right now. 90% of everybody who comes down with ovarian cancer, it's highly advanced by the time they find it. And yes. it always takes the life. It's yep. very hard to detect. It's almost yep. impossible to detect. When so. I scoffed at him, it's almost like he wanted to shake me. And yeah. I said that was when I took him serious because I thought, oh, you say that to everybody, right? No, no, no. no. There it's are things that are happening in my life I cannot explain. Just be careful, everybody, what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did love you enough to help you out. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you still have just, we're doing really well because we've just about covered all your talking points and we still have about 10 minutes left. Does anyone have any questions that they want to ask? 
I think we got through most of the questions. And there is one question. Oh, I've got I've got another topic for you. I got oh, another yeah. topic, black eyed kids. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. All yep. right. Do you have that one? Put that up. I think yeah. people will be very interested in this'll that be, one. This will be good this, for or actually we just have five minutes left. So I will talk fast and then <laughs> okay. put up put up the picture with the teeth. Oh, okay. Yep, just put it right up there. There it is. This one looks frightening, Kelly. <laughs> Everybody, there you go. All right. Now, imagine this as a boy. This is actual. This is not the actual, but this is actually how the boy looked. Short, simple, and sweet. Worked at a, a major state fair. Always lights up like a light bulb. We're one of the top ones in the United States. We have a lot of energy. We also have a lot of activity. And where I worked, which was in a horse barn, you know, not to scare anybody because it's everywhere. We had an experience with two incidences. I had one directly and indirectly. This one happened where this kid was um, discovered in a, uh, a bathroom where he wasn't supposed to be. And he was kind of out of it. Now imagine this picture here with dark brown hair short, over the eyes, exactly as you see it, and kind of out of it. Most people say, oh, he's on drugs. No, the kid wasn't on drugs. He was a black-eyed kid. And then he was emotionless. But what really got it, to the person who asked about animals earlier, um, a horse was coming to go out to get walked, saw this kid, freaked out, backed up as if it saw its own ghost. The people were distracted who was actually asking this kid how he got into a certain area where he was. And when they turned around and looked back, he disappeared and was gone. All right. They went looking for him, couldn't find him anywhere. No way to disappear into a crowd. That Demon. was situation number one. Demon. Demon, not E.T. Yeah. Demon. Absolute demon. Situation number two. Right. Here's number two. Um, carnival. They're not all bad, but this kid came in at 1.30 in the morning, out of it. Kind of looked like an older version of a black-eyed kid, but uh, talked just like a black-eyed kid. I want to get into your office. I need to get you get into your office. You need to t invite me to come into your office. My friend will be here soon. Yada, 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 yada. All right. You can't get in there. Da, 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 da. The kid was completely out of it. And then I recognized where he came from. He came from the carnival. But what's significant about this is he's been with that carnival for years and years and years. And I used to play at, at the game that he he ran. He was completely under possession of something. And you might have said demon there. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just, but it was just classic. Yeah. Black eyed all the way classic on both of those cases. But yes, things do pop up from now and then. Yeah. But Kelly's a beacon, right? So anywhere Kelly goes, here they come, here they are, here they just, show up. So, yeah. Just shine your light. We have time for one more question. And this is a good one. This okay. is from Allison Carr. And she's asking you, Kelly, what's your most wild experience? Well, other than the black-eyed kid in that cycling mirror, I would say that they just, just the quirkiest experience because those two were frightening. They really were. They were. They are the ones that make you want to leave this profession once and for all. But I would have to say that the funnest one, I have to tell you, and I've had many, 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 
was when I was in that jail and I had to have a drink because it is so not Kelly at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is so not. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, and and being in Zach Bagan's haunted museum and being under possession in there was definitely something I will never go back into again. You can go in there. I can't go back in there <laughs> because I am like a light to everything that's in there. So you should talk to people who've had transplants. I'm one of them. I have a kidney transplant. And my donor used to drink three beers a day, yinglings. And um, after the transplant, it took about, I don't know, about a month. I was on my feet doing pretty good. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I want a beer. My yep. body would not leave me alone. And I, I actually, you know, sat and thought, my God, this is going to hurt me if I drink a beer. And this little voice in the back of my head went, no, it's not. I'm drinking one and a half beers already. And I realized that I'm in contact with my donor. I can hear her thinking she was having a beer when I wanted a beer. I actually called her up and said, are you having a beer? And she said, uh-huh. Why don't you have one too? They're good for you. And I thought, oh my God. And I had to go to the store and I got a yingling and I had a beer. And every now and then it crops up. I know when she's really wanting a beer or something because I will feel the fact that she wants a beer. You know, I also know when she's in trouble and she does me too. It's, it's almost like possession. I swear to you, it is. It's just weird. You know, I feel her every now and then and she feels me. Do we have one minute where I can talk about the attachments taken off of me? Because I'll speak really fast. All right. So I had 16 attachments taken off of me. All right. Mm -hmm. And basically in a nutshell, I levitated back up in bed one night when I had these people from San Diego attempt to do it remotely. I thought that they were full of it. They were not full of it. I bent up my mouth went wide open and I started vomiting and vomiting and vomiting air. And it just kept coming out and coming out. And then when it was done, I fell back down. And the next day when I interviewed my guests, I said, by chance, did you do that last night? Yes, we did. And that was 16 of them coming right out of me. So oh, good. Yeah. Make sure you don't let them back in. Period. Oh. Anybody ever again, ever. No, no, Dolly, I eat too much. I don't know if they they have to fight, fight to get no. back in my mouth, you know. So <laughs> okay. Well, Kelly, where can we find your books? Uh Amazon uh, is the best place, but I would go to uh just exactly that link there, www.paranormaluniversalpress.com. And on that, you've got the whole bio of me. You'll learn a lot more about we're me. Put you in our notes. So, yeah, we're gonna send uh, people to your yeah. Par uh, podcast right. as well yes all right well i'm now going to call it thank you everybody for joining us on the light gate tonight we love you all we appreciate you all and i hope you all had a really good time with us and kelly tonight kelly you're coming back there's way more to unpack okay uh we're coming to you from the beautiful city of new orleans in louisiana on uh, the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. Thank you, everyone, for coming with us. We love you all. We bid you good night. Namaste. Night-night, everybody. <laughs>